She, you look like Emma Stone. I'm popular opinion. I don't much like Emma Stone. I'm not a fan either. Nothing, Nothing wrong with it. No! <laughs> Wake up 
and you're just having a crappy day. For some mm. reason, everything's annoying you. Maybe something's happened, maybe it hasn't. Maybe you're just feeling a bit off and everything you do just makes you more irritated and you can't put your finger on it, but you know something's not right. And so I sort of had a bit of a day like that earlier this week and instead of plowing through, which is what I would normally do, I actually sort of thought, you know what, I really want to actively shift my mental state and I want to work through what it is that is bothering me and try and work it out and then take a little bit of time outside of all the have-tos that I had for the week and actually just try and sort of do a bit of a reset. So I actually did that. I had a chat to a friend and knowing that that would make me feel a lot better, which it really did. And then I went out for a walk in the middle of the day, mm. um, which is not something I normally do. I usually walk early in the morning or like late in the afternoon after I finish work and just really focused on all the things I was grateful for and just doing things like smelling the air and really noticing birds and things just to sort of try and readjust my, my yeah. sort of mind filter, I guess. And well, I don't know if, well, it definitely worked because it made me, made me feel better in the day but I, I just think that was my hit was actually just saying you know what I'm going to instead of being passive about feeling crappy I'm going to be active and I'm going to try and do a few self-care things yeah. and not try and soldier on um yeah so I think that works for me I would say that your focus of the week for this week too you've definitely been really focusing on resetting and kind of like setting yourself mentally doing some like up for success by doing mm. some of those more kind of self-care habits yeah yeah my miss for this episode is probably and it relates into um how what we recorded didn't necessarily get the sounds <laughs> didn't work for the episode that we recorded yesterday but i would just say kind of you know the fiddly little bits and pieces in do in completing a task where either it's the equipment that you're using or something like that where it's just having hiccups and it just they're just little bumps and kinks in the road mm. that kind of set you back. Or yeah. or when you're first starting out something, you're yeah. first starting a project or a new kind of, I don't know, hobby or something that you're doing. And it's just, you've just got to get over that initial hump yeah. until you're proficient with it. So I would say that that's what's kind of a bit of a miss. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I think it's been, you know, I'm, I don't have too many misses at the moment. No, no, I don't really... I, like, now that I've actually moved forward from what was bugging me earlier in the week, I can't really think that I have a great deal of misses, but I think I think you're right. I think um, the only thing I can think of that sort of has bothered me too is a little bit of, yeah, new software to get my head around. Mm. And you're right, it's just so irritating when you're not really familiar with it. Um, but, you know, you've just got to remember it just takes time and that you, once you sort of remember where everything is and um you kind of remember what not to do and what to do you forget so quickly how big a learning curve it was but i mean it's interesting to see too like how easy it really is to take on new information as well we're just always learning aren't we yeah mm. yeah and i think i think i would say actually that's what i'm kind of grateful for i'm grateful for to be in a position where we do we have a lot of access to information as well like you know we've got netflix we've got books we've got all sorts of things like you know i feel like we're constantly learning new things and we do consume a lot as people in 
first world, but mm. you know, it, that's sometimes good. You get a lot of different perspectives, you know, that's even just having something like Pinterest or something like that, where you just see all different types of things and it just keeps your brain constantly expanding. So I'm grateful mm. to have that. Cool. Um, bonuses for the week. Do you have a focus or something like something that you're looking forward to coming up or I think last time I said that I just couldn't wait for the school year to finish. It was mm. more, it was less so like my weekly focus and it was more like my, kind of my mid-level focus. And I also talked about the fact that I wondered whether that was healthy, whether I should be more like in the moment as well with my mm. goal. Like with, not so much goals, but like with focus, you know, that maybe you have a, this week or today focus and then you've got that mid-level and then you've got a future one and so finally since i had said that i have tried to be a little bit more strategic in the moment rather than thinking about something that's a few months away that i'm just like blinkers on until i get to that point because i also think you know when you magically get to that point sometimes it's not actually like a day or a thing You, you never get there yeah, <laughs> well, know? I'm going to, uh, look, I would add on to that and say, and I, I've, I've thought a bit more about it, yeah, since we had a talk yesterday, and I would say that that's something I'm trying to focus on is living more in the present and not, mm. I think that actually, if, at least for me, diaries of an overthinker, when mm. things are going well in the moment, I start to worry about the future and when I'm going to be feeling differently and I start to feel uncomfortable. And I think that I've been struggling lately with thinking of, in the future, if things are different, how I'm going to feel and feeling like I'm not ready for that yet. And I guess that makes sense because I'm not there yet. Yeah. If that makes sense? Like, those yeah. things aren't in my... Like, those aren't things that are actively happening happening now. And I think letting go of the anxiety of things that haven't happened yet or seasons that I'm not in yet and, like, allowing myself to actually sit and be okay with where I'm at rather than feeling like oh okay well I'm feeling okay now but what happens when things changes and what if I don't feel like this in 10 years and Mm. it's like well okay things will come when they come and I'll be ready for it when it comes yeah Mm. Mm. well that's a good way of not worrying about everything too that sounds like you know you don't let yourself be happy because when you're nailing something now you're worried about the future that's so how we're different because honestly like if I'm nailing something now it doesn't occur to me that there'll be a time when I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like yeah, you're right. I think I think just being um, what's the word? Not conscious, but not mindful. What's the word? Just present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly mm. it. Mm. So what we were doing yesterday is a little bit of a get to know you. We were playing a get to know you game called I. I think. I'm, I called it this or that, but I think it's kind of a cross between this or that or would you rather. But I've gotten up. So yesterday when we recorded this, I had some questions. You hadn't seen them and we just kind of answered them. And it gave a little bit of just an insight into how we work through things. Um, but uh, we lost the footage from um, yesterday, not footage, recording. And because I didn't think that we wanted to go over and just re- rehash oh, what we said. It was so hilarious. I know, we were, at, we were very, very hilarious. But <laughs> I've got some new questions. These are a little bit more, I'd say, they're a little bit more detailed than the last okay. ones. But okay. I've just got some new ones, but okay. there's less because they're a little bit more Okay, detailed. no worries. Yeah. So... 
The first one is probably the most lighthearted one. If you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Gosh, do you know do you know how many times that question comes up in my life? I think mm. your sister asks it of me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and given I I'm not prepared, I didn't know what this question was. Let's say eat um, or drink. Yeah. Okay. Or one of each. Or one of each, can we go one of each? Oh, I think one of each, yeah. Okay. Look, I think if we could have one of each, I would just go a latte with hot cinnamon donuts or maybe one of the hot jam donuts from the Oh, I see. So you're pairing yours. I'm pairing. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the hot jam donuts from the Victoria Market, which is in Melbourne. So, yeah, coffee you, and you a jam go, donut. Okay, that's interesting because would you not go, I think, universally, wouldn't you get sick of a hot jam donut? Like, I, yeah, I agree. Anything, anything you say, I'm going to get sick but of. But wouldn't you be less likely to, to be sick of coffee and a cinnamon donut than you would a hot jam donut? No. I think if I'm thinking long term, I'd be going a cinnamon over a hot jam um, maybe, but I, I, do, do, do you know what worries me? Okay, you worry about real things in your future. I worry about the consistency of that cinnamon donut. That what if it changes in the future and I've locked in? It starts off great and then it ends up all claggy, or they have days where they put too much cinnamon, mm. or it's like undercooked, and it's I just can't, I cannot put myself in that position. I would no. say, what are you gonna have overall? Yeah, at slash for my drink one, I would say. Just regular coffee, soy milk, kind of lukewarm, I could pretty much sustain myself off of. Something that I, if I had to eat one thing, honestly, um, this is, this is, this is, you'll completely, <laughs> this is very me. Just plain bread, to be honest. I could oh, that. you've always maybe, been plain Maybe plain bread. rice, maybe plain well, rice, something like that. Are you going to pair it or no? I know I'm not pairing it, but I, 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 um, I said just plain coffee, soy milk, quite milky, lukewarm, could go, just suck off that for a bit. <laughs> That's my answer. Oh, uh, you're so classy. Yesterday yeah. we did, would we rather our coffee hot or cold? And I think that we decided that day to day, well, day to day I said hot and an iced coffee for me is a bit of a treat because I'm more likely to have like a sweet coffee whereas normally I just have milk in it what did you say I said that I could have I, I get the best of both yeah, worlds because I start with a hot coffee but I let it go so cold and then drink it so many hours later that I end up with both yeah which I think is a really good way to be <laughs> yeah very very multifaceted all right what's your next question okay my next question is if you could meet one celebrity or famous person who would it be Ooh. Mm. Because there's quite, I would say that there's different tiers. Yeah, because there's just full, like, fangirling, and then there's, like, somebody who has made a big impact on the world or on you, and then you just want to... There's someone attractive, like... like That's the fangirl. Yeah, yeah someone I think is yeah. sexy. Yeah. I don't know. Who, have you thought of anybody? Um, oh, I haven't really, actually. Who's someone I'd want to sit down and have a conversation with? Um... I'll go while you're thinking. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, and this is this like if this that. isn't going to revolutionise the world, but I think someone who I think would be really interesting to meet. So I think on the basis that I think they'd be a really interesting person, I think they would be really funny. I don't I don't have time for people that don't have a sense of humour, mm. um, and that I just think is also a very nice person. So they're sort of really well rounded, but a bit like 
naughty as well, which is what I kind of like. And so there, I'm going to go for David Williams. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. 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 I think he, I think that would be. Yeah. I can, like so if I had to spend, let's say, two hours with somebody, like, that's who I would pick because I just think the time mm. would go so quickly. Somebody who, it's, I think it's rare to find someone who's both kind and has a very wicked sense yeah. of humour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, this one's a bit of a hard one. Yeah. I was actually thinking, and I think that if I really, really, really thought about it, I wouldn't stick with this one, but... Probably like to meet Julia Roberts. I think she's quite multifaceted. Mm, yeah, uh, uh, a few books that I've read that she reads that she's like, oh, I recommended this to all my girlfriends. I just think that she'd be a nice girl yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah, um, I think she would be too. And she's quite like I imagine that she'd have you know an okay sense of humour, things like that. Wouldn't mm. mind meeting Hugh Grant either. I think he'd okay, be. Okay. This is coming from somebody who wasn't around in the nineties, mm. um, because. You don't, probably don't know that Hugh Grant was really big, like a really big actor, and then he did something stupid. Oh, did he? Yeah. Mm. Tom Hanks, <laughs> I think, would be okay. Yeah, I'd probably go Tom yeah. Hanks. Not that, not that there's anything wrong with Hugh I, Grant. He just got sprung yeah. doing something probably everybody else does. And it's just mm. funny because I just think nobody else would pick him <laughs> yeah. because of that. But anyway. Um, I reckon yeah, Adam right. Sandler would be nice. Adam Sandler would be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, but I think down to earth as well because he has a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Drew Barrymore could be good as well. You're just thinking of everything you've watched on Netflix in the last. Yeah, I'm just following the actor. <laughs> I'm following actor tropes. I'm going. I'm That's going. Fun, fun. Yeah, Julia Roberts, Tom Hanks, yeah. and the people that work together. Okay, next one. Okay, if there was a movie based on your life, who would act you? <gasps> Wow, into oh okay, I'm not gonna say in terms of looks because that's, that's no that's too looks hard. is too hard. Okay, all right, I'm gonna sort of adjust this question to say, to almost mm. say if I wanted a movie to have been about my life, mm. right? I'm just gonna pick You've Got Mail every day of the week. Yeah. I would want to be Meg Ryan in that movie. She's so cute and in a bookshop and True. she has a really um, I just love her apartment and. So either okay, either that, or um, Diane Keaton from mm. what's the movie? Baby Boom. No, it's not something's got to give. Um, oh, um, is it something's got to give? Yeah, it is, isn't it? With um, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. I think it's something's got to give. Yeah. 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 That's so that's almost like if I could pick two movies that I would want to have been. About your about, life. Yeah, because it's too hard. Like, if otherwise, if I pick a person who would play in my life, it would be somebody pretty boring. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I would, uh, um, yeah, people that I would want to play me. Um, I think Reese, I, I wouldn't mind Reese Witherspoon. I'm trying to think mm. of people who are kind of like down to earth. Um, I, I quite like her. Mm. Um, I'm kind of not, I'm not really, I feel like not a lot of people are coming to mind if it was a film about my life. That's a hard question, really. It's a really hard Because question. it's hard not to sort of then try and find somebody that physically resembles you as well. And, like, there's a couple of redheads. It's kind of, there's slim pickings yeah, in exactly. Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I know. What about, um, what's the girl from La La Land? Emma. Oh, Emma Thompson. No. No, Emma Stone. Yeah. You look like Emma Stone. Unpopular opinion, I don't much like Emma Stone. I'm not a fan either. Nothing, Nothing wrong with her. No! 
<laughs> Not that there's anything wrong yeah. with that. Um, no, she just doesn't. Um, I haven't really seen many of her movies, in mm. fairness to her. But she doesn't, she just doesn't, she didn't grab me. But I'm mm. sure she's a really nice girl. And if yeah. she's listening, like, honestly. I, I imagine she would be listening yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> I think we've no wrecked thanks. her whole world. I think she's going to give up <laughs> acting now. Uh, okay, next question. Let's see. Okay, what is one thing or legacy people would recreate or remember you for if you died? Ooh. Have you got somebody who comes to mind or do you want some thinking? Well, time? okay. Why don't I do one for you yep. and you do one for me? Okay, that's a good idea. Okay, I think that you would be remembered for. I'm going to say I would, rem if I was to tell, I'm just imagining that you're grandma now. I'm telling my children about you. I would say how I really admired, um, and this gives a little bit of context into you as well. You run your own business. You are an architect. I would tell my children something that's always stuck with me is that you are very good at working with a client to find, to realise their dream and make a house which is both practical and is going to kind of like tick all of their boxes but isn't going to completely, you know, break the bank. You work with them on their budget. You work with them through the kind of five stages of going through a house where there's the frustration, there's the inevitable costs that go over, there's the inevitable time that goes over. I always think that you've been very good at not just working with people but definitely personalising and working with each person. And I think – and also – coming at it from the client's perspective in terms of budget and things like that and not just trying to make the most money or mm. you don't go into working with someone with an ulterior motive of trying to just work with them to get, you know, to do a cool project to put on your website or to mm. get money out of it. You always want to work with the person and actually make sure that they're getting what they want out of something. So I would mm. say that's... Thank you. Thing. That's really nice. I should... that That's not a paid sponsorship either. <laughs> <laughs> This um, will be going on your website. Yes, exactly, as a um, uh, uh, testimonial. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's really nice of you to say that. Thank you. Yeah. I would say your legacy would be a combination of things. I think you're incredibly thoughtful. Like, you always try and, like, bring happiness into people's lives by, by noticing them, you know, and noticing the little things that might make them happy or that they might like and you know you're very sort of empathetic like that you you yeah you notice those things about people and then you use those things to try and yeah bring happiness in their life but I also think um you're writing as well because you're an incredible writer and I think that by the time you have a legacy you will have written so many cool amazing things that you will probably be remembered most for your writing so um, a combination oh, of you. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think that okay. So we'll move on. I think that we've already recorded part of the next session, section, which is going to be our three top favourites. But I thought that was a kind of a, a pretty good introdu introduction to us. I'm, Definitely. I mean, we had to re-record it, but I'm pretty happy with. It. I think that's given a little bit of insight into us. Sorry, we just took a brief intermission there. So I think I was saying why my top three books for at the moment was a non-fiction was phosphorescence by julia bard um it's a really really beautiful book it kind of talks about 
just the beauty of nature and how we can really use that to find strength in our mental and emotional health and just our everyday lives. So that's a really, really beautiful one and an Australian author. Following on to that, I would say a fictional book, which is also a very beautiful book about... If I was to give it a synopsis, I would say it's a beautiful fictional book about strength and family and grief and really finding yourself um, in life and really working through things is The Seven Skins of Esther Wilding, which is by Holly Ring... Oh, is it Ringwald? I want to say... No, it's not. I always get that wrong. Um, But she also wrote the book, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart, which is a series which has just come out on Holly Ringland. Um, uh, The Lost Skins of uh, Alice Hart, which is a series that has just come out on... Amazon Prime, I think. Okay. Um, and it's very popular at the moment. So I did enjoy that book, but I think Esther Wilding really took the cake for me. Mm-hmm. And then I would finally say, which is a book that we got off another podcast, um, the To Be Honest podcast, and it is Bodies of Light by oh, yeah. Jennifer Down. And it is an absolutely incredible read. I think that if you like a little bit of that mystery element or kind of the true crime sphere, you might actually enjoy it, but it isn't really about that, but it's 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 just it's just a really engaging read. Um it's just a fictional book. It's set in Melbourne, which we love. We love a book where we know some of the places that are in it. Just a really good read. I absolutely devoured that one. So, yeah, that's my top three books at the moment. What is your top three reads at the moment? I'm or proud of you for having three books that you've read. Mm-hmm. You're probably knowing Bronte in the last week. Um, <clears throat> my book is, and I only have one because, um, and this is a recommendation. This is probably one of Bronte's anyway. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she recommended it to me and I have, took me a little bit to get into it, but... Um, once I did, then it was an absolute can't put it down mm. kind of thing. And I like, you know, when you find a book where you have to start adjusting your life around reading it because you have to sort of carve out more time in your day to get this book read because you need to know what's happening. So it's called The Last Thing He Told Me and it's by Laura Dave. Um, or maybe it's Dave. I don't know. It's spelled Dave like. I think my it's Dave, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's um. Because I think she's Aussie, isn't she? No, I don't think so. Maybe I would, wouldn't imagine so. Um, it is. It's set in um. Uh, San Sac- Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Sacramento. Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. Sausalito. Sausalito. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically, it is a. I would highly recommend it to anybody, even if you're not really that big on reading, because it is a pretty easy read, and it's just. It's just well it, written. It's, it captures you, I would say. Yeah. It's as just, a read. It's just about... You'll be engaged the whole time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it, it's just like very brief synopsis is about a um, a woman whose husband has... Well, I say disappeared, but they know he's like left um, because he's, he, the business he's involved in um implodes and sort of gets investigated by the fbi and they're sort of initially they're trying to get him back Mm. and then it's their sort of like struggle with 
trying to get him back, trying to, and then realizing that maybe he wasn't who they thought he was all along, and mm. that sort of thing. So really interesting, and um, it comes highly recommended because it's one of Reese Witherspoon's book club books. Yes, and also the thing on the cover says it's streaming on Apple TV Plus too. So, so we will have to for yeah. our next top three segment, which is. I've said movies, but I think let's go movies and TV. TV. Yeah, because yeah, we're more we're more TV show girlies, um, and I think we should work together on this. Mm-hmm. And I think that we should throw structure out the window with the top three. Let's just talk about our top TV movie recommendations at the moment. Okay. Let's start off strong with last night, Gourmet Farmer, which we've gone back and oh, rewatched. A comfort twenty ten. A comfort watch. Yes. And a, a nostalgic watch for us because we watched it when we were on our own journey on starting up a little bit of a hobby farm, a little bit of a non-conventional um, uh, small holding lifestyle. Yeah. We love a bit of Gourmet Farmer. It's just a really, I say, I'd say a cosy watch, especially in winter. Like yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And quick episodes like maybe Watching like over dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I would go on from that to say MasterChef, the new season that we've just watched. Bring a box of tissues for the last episode. Um, Yeah, very moving. And um, yeah, yeah. but no, no, a great series. And I would say that just just good on seeing people that are so passionate Mm. about what they want to do and are able to, A, I love how the show is, structured in terms it's like it's it's really like a really intensive program isn't it mm. it's like they go yeah. into school rather than it being yeah. all about dramatization and i oh, love yeah. no, that i love it too that's what i love about bake um great great british bake off mm. is that they're really like they're reality shows but they're really supportive contestants who of course they're on there to win but they they will carry others along the way and i think that's a really forgotten skill in today's society mm. is that you don't just kind of like stomp on everyone to get to the top you you bring yeah. people along you with you on the way and that's why i guess i'm hoping that reality tv has sort of turned a bit of a corner that you know that it is a little bit more that way inclined than just sort of dog ate dog but that's what i really like about it and i would add a footnote on to say and you know i love british bake-off but something which i think really hit for me with um master chef 2 is that it's very much the people that go in there they go in it's very it's much longer it's quite drawn out i would say Mm -hmm. but what that means is the people that go in there are very different cooks from their first day they really Mm -hmm. evolve throughout the series i think that that's really interesting and i really like that because it really adds that extra dimension from just being a tv show and just being a competition to really teaching them a lot and meaning that when they come out of that they have a lot they've just got a lot of skills as chefs and also I would say that it's just really inspiring to see those people too that when they do face that rejection there can only be one winner it's it's really moving every person that leaves like everyone all of the people that are in there really deserve to be in there Mm. they're really good contestants Mm. and when they leave they don't throw in the towel they no, don't they, they don't have really it they, well, don't they? they they don't really throw a sissy for getting that far very grateful for the experience i think it's a really i would lie on the floor and have a tantrum yeah exactly <laughs> well especially i mean gosh it's such a long show and if you get yeah. to kind of like the final five you'd be yeah. devastated but you know what they're grateful for for what they've learned they 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 take so much from it mm-hmm. you know the judges are wonderful mm-hmm. it's a really great watch 
yeah, I, I think that it's, and it's an experience. It's a sort of watch, you, like sit down and watch it because you'll want to really, oh, you know. Like 50 episodes. Mm. So you will need to sort of bunker down and do it over a period of time. But yeah, no, no, I agree. I, we really enjoyed it as a family. And because it is sort of, it's got a little bit of something for everybody. For us, it's a show that our whole family can watch. Whereas mm. it's not too, like, it's not too sort of just for the ladies or just for the guys. Like we just, we always struggle to find something that we can watch as a family that we all want to watch. Mm. Um, I mean, not that you always have to do that, but like sometimes it's nice to watch something that everyone sort of can enjoy. And I think definitely, well, I would let's add to MasterChef Great British Bake Off because I think we thought of they're the top two shows. Yeah, and I, I, I would say that I think that in mind as well, I'm sort of I'm thinking of like very present time my yeah. favourites, and I think okay. we'll go back and we'll do another yeah. like kind of like yeah. we'll talk about this, and it'll be look very different depending on what we're watching. Okay, I know we've ended on two, but let's. I think that those are two strong ones. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to music. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna say. Obviously, Taylor Swift and the new Speak Now Taylor's yeah. version. We have to give this an honourable mention. Yeah, we love it. I'm gonna say smash out some of my highlights. Um, ours, love it. Um. I uh, we we love super, a bit of Superman, don't we? Yeah, yeah Superman's not one of my favorites on the on the Taylor. It's version. a very new song. Yeah, yeah, because it's very country. Like it's got well, it's very I think true to where she was at with speaking out. I she think was a lot of them are coming yeah. out of her country era, so that I really like that. Um, I love Foolish One as well, and I would say that some of the I feel like Speak Now is. As far as um the album, like the songs are, there's really a story in all of them. Like the songs are very kind of, they're like a narrative in the story. Oh, I think all of Taylor Swift's, a lot of Taylor Swift stuff's like that. Yeah, that's but I, I feel like, like her albums have kind of eras. Like I feel like the the red, <laughs> no. Oh, <well. laughs> I don't even have words for that. Yeah. I reckon she should do a tour and call it eras. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm clearly discovering ground that no one's walked over before. But I feel like if you think about Red, that's a very kind of dreamy album. Then you've got kind of your 1989, which is very kind of, you know... Produced. Or, yeah, yeah, produced. You've got some of her albums that are, that, you know, are more kind of like say more about society, whereas I feel like Speak Now was really kind of like in each... It was almost like a different love story in each yeah. song. Yeah. Um, the album for the new Barbie movie, speaking of the Barbie movie, mm. is pretty good. Like, there's a couple of good songs on there. There's a couple of bad songs on there. I'd say there's, um, like, two bangers and the rest meh. I don't oh, know. I reckon there's about four. There's 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 a couple of genres on there, but it's it's I would say it's kind of on the level of when Suicide Squad came out, there was a couple of good songs on there. So okay. I would say that there's some good songs on there. Um, Dance the Night Away, I like. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that too. Clap, clap. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Maisie Peters, what are we thinking about that? Oh, yeah, well, I think... Um, New album. Well, I think we've always liked Maisie Peters, but um, when we didn't get tickets to Taylor Swift, we really mm. pivoted. And uh, actually, I think we got Maisie Pe- Peters tickets before we got... Taylor Swift tickets and it was a good plan B. So yeah. I think and her new album's come out, so we've been busily listening to that. And I would say on first listen when we 
did the album all at once, I would have said every song sounded exactly the same. <laughs> but now I've gone back. I think I always do that. You know, I always think it's too much the same. And yeah. When you go back and re-listen, you realise, oh, yeah, no, they're all different. Special mention for two weeks ago. You love that song. I love yeah. that song. Um, uh, and because <laughs> I'm absolutely blind. Yeah, I don't know if you can say that. But yeah. it's a song on the album is called B... B- S-C. No. No. <laughs> yeah, B... B-M-F-C. Must be. No, B-S-C. Oh, yeah, B-S-C. Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, which is abbreviation for some big swear words, which um, maybe we shouldn't say on here. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a good album. It's worth a listen. I think we would definitely recommend it. Okay, well, does this wrap up our very I first think it podcast? Does. Yeah. Okay, well, I hope that gave a little bit of insight into us, into what we would do if we were given the chance to go to outer space or mm-hmm. to the deep sea. We would do neither. Um, a little bit of insight into how a coffee should be drunk. It's a very light introduction to us because potentially, like, we can go from talking about really, really unimportant things with, like, real mm. gusto and then just launch into really, really deep stuff deep as well. Stuff. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Disclaimer for yeah. future episodes. Yeah. But hopefully that's a good little fun one to start and we'll um, talk to you in our next podcast. In Bye. the meantime, enjoy your yeah. car trip or your coffee and we'll be in your ears soon. <laughs>